Welcome in, everybody, to a special edition of the Panther Pod. Welcome back, everybody. I know. It's been it's, a long time. It's been time. a while. But me and Cole were talking off air before this. Uh, should we be the Panther Pod, or because of the developing situation with uh, New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson? Should we no, become- no, no. Carolina Panthers quarterback Zach Wilson. He got traded. Oh, he did? Yeah. Wow, look at him. Okay. Well, even, either way. Either way, <laughs> should we be the Cougar Pod now? <laughs> hey, I mean... I feel bad for that uh, friend's mom. Her business is <laughs> out everywhere now. Um, but either way, um, probably one of the crazier developments in the offseason, uh, for pro ball anyway, not for college. Well, I mean, it happened while he was in college at BYU. So We're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine, Owen. We're supposed to be a professional podcast. We are a professional podcast, and we're still, you know, SFW, family friendly. We're just referencing a situation so that Zach definitely Wilson. happened. <laughs> so is Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, before we get our trouble. In- yeah, before we get into trouble, let's get okay. through the intro. Yes. All right. Well. Let me remind everybody, I'm Owen Saponic. My name's Cole Connor. And welcome to the summer special edition of The Panther Pod. Okay, so, Cole, we both know that conference realignment is really dominating everything right now along with nil the transfer portal and then we're going to talk about a little bit of recruiting but we kind of will just give everybody a refresher but also remind everybody hey we're still around we'll be back for the season here soon in august camp starts in 19 days fall camp does and we're officially under 50 days before the start of football season which means under 50 days before the backyard brawl is finally excuse me finally renewed <clears throat> i am so excited for this year of college football because so much of the landscape is going to change just from day one with the addition of our sorry with um, all the craziness that happened with the transfer portal uh, especially this past year um, we're seeing new head coaches in new locales we've never seen them before yeah that's going to be a major especially for LSU with Brian Kelly mm-hmm. how is he going to do is he going to be you know the next Nick Saban going to be you know, give us one year of great success and then immediately go someplace else? Is he going to be, you know, uh, Coach Les Miles, who inherited a good team from his previous and then lead them to national championship success in their first two seasons and then dip? Dip. So yep. we'll see. And head off to Kansas I to mean, finish the one eleven season. Well, <coughs> that too. Um, we also have Lincoln Riley. How is he going to perform? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different variables this year. It's truly going to be an exciting year of college football, and we can't wait to cover every single minute of it. Exactly. So just a quick recap. So around last year, before we even started, it's been a year since, almost a year since we started this podcast, which yeah. is amazing. Um, Coming up on our one year. <clears throat> yep. Conference realignment really do, really is what pushed us over the edge to do this podcast. But we're just going to kind of give a recap. So in July, around this time, 2021, it was actually a year ago, uh, around today actually, because it was right after Big 12 Media Days, uh, which just ended the other day. Um, July of 2021, Oklahoma and Texas announced that they're going to the SEC. Well, they didn't really announce. Somebody from Texas yeah. A&M broke the news. Um, <clears throat> there was Someone pay- leaked it. Someone leaked it from the SEC Media Days. Um the news broke, 
panic. The Big 12 is going to fall apart. Everybody's looking for new places. Where are they going to fit in? How is this going to work? Where Where are we going to work? Do we fit? Do we add value? What teams? Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State were all looking to the Pac-12. West Virginia was obviously looking for options in the in the ACC. Um, and then you got teams like Baylor and TCU. Where are they going to go? They're Big 12 teams. Yeah. Kansas State as well is major Big 12 team. Those are the quintessential, and not not even like small programs or like small schools. Yeah, those are quintessential Big 12 teams. That really wouldn't fit in any other bubble other than Big 12. It would be hard to imagine a team like uh, TCU, any, or no, excuse me, not TCU. Yeah, no, no, no. TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It would be hard to imagine TCU in any other program besides like a Southwestern Conference or something like that where they would really fit in. Exactly. Um, So that, that happens. September rolls around. We get rolling into the season. Big 12 announces that they're going to add Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, and Houston. Mm-hmm. They'll all officially join in what was supposedly 2024 or 2025. BYU, regardless, was going to join because of their independence. They were going to yeah. join in the summer of 2023. So that would have put the Big 12 ahead 11 teams. Um, but then Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston just a couple months ago announced that they were going to join along with BYU they had worked it out with the American um, that they were going to join the Big 12 in the summer of 2023. So start of that 2023 football season, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU are all going to be playing conference games in the Big 12, putting the conference at 14 teams. Now, how long that will that last? I don't know. Does it even make it to 14 teams besides July and August? Oh, yeah, because you always have the, op- uh, the option, <clears throat> I should say, of two more teams jumping out. Um, which I could very well see happening. I mean, you're getting a lot of good competition level in BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm still. <sighs> I know you don't like UCF, yeah. but but at the same time, you got to see. I mean, the level of talent on those four teams. Three of those teams have been to uh, the American Championship game in the last five, six years. Exactly. BYU, or not BYU. UCF well, is yeah, just exactly. uh, is just three years removed from an undefeated season, their national championship season. Even though you roll your eyes at that, I know, I get it. Um, Cincinnati just came off of a playoff season. You know, now granted they did lose to Alabama, but they still made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Houston was also in that American Conference and, Championship game. And I'll remind everyone, Cincinnati did not get steamrolled by Alabama no. like everyone thought they would. No. They put up a heck of a fight. Yes, but they also they they got steamrolled and they didn't at the same time because they only did put up six points in that in that playoff game. Whereas, Alabama, but Alabama didn't break thirty points in that game. Exactly. Though. Whereas Michigan did lose, you know, bad. bad. Yeah, that was bad because it was 34 to 11 in that playoff game. So there's that. BYU is also the unofficial Pac 12 champion because they beat every Pac 12 team that they played last year. They yeah. beat them. Yeah. So BYU is now, you know, they, they're a powerhouse on their own. I've never thought of BYU as a group of five team. No. Now, it, they're different than, say, Notre Dame or Army. Yeah. Um, Army, I would say, is not any of the. Unfortunately, I think any of the military academies are group of five teams, even though they're competitive. Uh, Navy, not so much, but Army and Navy is historically competitive. Both yeah. Army and Navy are historically competitive, but I think Army and Air Force are much more competitive yeah, than I Navy agree was. With you, one hundred percent. So, continuing on, then that happens and it kind of settles down. Everything gets settled. We think realignments done for now then just boy a, how wrong we were oh i know um 
But then July of 2022, or June, June of 2022, June of 2022, USC and UCLA announced that they're leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten by as soon as 2024. Panic. Now what? We'll see how the long-term ramifications of that play out. But I don't think, and this this is my personal opinion, I don't think it's necessarily time to panic if you're the Pac-12 because you have great teams around you that you can supplement from the American Conference, from the Sun Belt if you need to. Um, there's some other teams that you can pull to replace uh, USC and UCLA. Granted, you're not getting that historical pedigree. Or that L.A. market back. Exactly. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, there's definitely going to be some revenue lost from USC and UCLA unless they get a diehard sports program in there. Mm-hmm. But realistically, I don't see who's going to fill those holes uh, and be a good fit in 2024 if, if they go through with their plan. Yeah. Um, I don't think now is the time to rush and try and establish a plan. I think they need to take a year and try and figure out the best possible candidate. Well, I think the best possible candidate, and this is just me spitballing here, I think you go after San Diego State. Yeah. San Diego is, it's not L.A., but it's still a good market, and then you grab another team from the Mountain West, whether it be Boise, whether it be Fresno State, um, or any, what's what's another good, or uh, Fresno State, or Utah State, that's the other yep. one I'm thinking of, or Utah State, or even if you want to go a little bit further east, um, and expand into like get Air Force. Now I know those aren't big markets, and that's what's really driving the thing right now um, is the market size. But I still think I, I think your top three candidates are, or top four candidates, I should say, are San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise State, and Utah State. That's a lot of states in there. But so for me, it would be Hawaii which I know is going to be a little bit of a logistical problem. Well, but, but the Mountain West makes it work. Yeah. If the Mountain West can make it work, the Pac-12 for sure Absolutely. can. Um, and I don't, frankly, I don't see why Hawaii is not already in the Pac-12. That should be the conference for them. Granted, their competitiveness isn't at the same level as Pac-12, and I think but that I, think they're, I think the talent and the location will make up for that. Well, and I think that maybe that market will as well, yeah. but I, I'm not for sure. Um, Hawaii is, uh, has a historic football team, FCS-wise. They yeah. just moved up from the FCS a uh, little, little over a decade ago, and they've been in the Mountain West since. And I think travel has really hurt them, um, just like West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Uh, travel hurts West Virginia for the Big um, 12. It's like, any, like uh, the Mariners in yeah. baseball. Yeah, It's like you are – football's moon colony if you try and put a team in hawaii or especially try and build a competitive program in hawaii because that's going to be i mean logistics is your main issue yeah but it's not impossible still yeah be done so hawaii uh for and sorry no you're good um hawaii i could see unlv if they're trying to expand out east Mm -hmm. which that again causes kind of issues but but it's got that market though that las vegas or yeah las vegas market las vegas um, Hawaii, UNLV, and then uh, Colorado State would be my top three. See, I think I don't know. I I don't like the whole market thing, mm-hmm. but I do think the Mountain West, San Diego, San Diego State, um, Boise State, Utah State, and Fresno State can all compete for 
um, in the Pac-12. Now, can they compete for a title? I don't know, but they could compete in the Pac-12. They could definitely beat Oregon State. They could oh, definitely yeah, for sure. de- beat Washington State, Cal, Stanford. You know, there's still teams in there. They could even Fresno State beat USC uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, because on you know on opening <clears throat> on opening night too. So here's the thing: I think the Mountain West teams can compete. There's a lot of Group of Five teams that can compete for. Uh, these Power 5 titles or Power 5 teams. Now, some rumors that are going on. Um, the Big 12 is, has been rumored to be talking with Utah, Colorado, both the Arizona schools, so Arizona and Arizona State, and possibly Oregon and Washington. Now, Oregon has rumored and Washington both have been rumored that, they, hey, they're going to wait on the call from the Big 10. They are for sure – that they think that they are for sure – like in the Big Ten's interest. Big Ten has said they're standing pat. The only other team that they're going to expand for is Notre Dame if Notre Dame decides to join a conference. Notre, Notre Dame, Dame can't, will never join a conference. Notre Dame cannot join a conference unless it's the ACC until 2036. Yeah. So if Notre Dame wants to join a conference, it has to be the ACC. Um, <clears throat> unless they somehow try and renege on that deal, which there's no way but how, there, with how much capital is invested in that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, with their independency out to 2036 and their independent TV deal um, through, I think it's uh, FS1, isn't it? No, their independent TV deals through NBC always has NBC, been. NBC, gotcha. Um, and, and their contract for NBC is up in 2025. The ACC is now looking to renegotiate with ESPN. ESPN is open to renegotiations yeah. to kind of fix that really, really bad TV deal because Jim Phillips stepped into a really bad TV deal from the pre- previous commissioner of the ACC. So you have this <clears throat> you have this all kind of developing and going on. Um, does, no, does Notre Dame join a conference? Now, speaking of the ACC, you add, um, like I said before, Big 12, supposedly in talks with Utah, Colorado, both the Arizona schools, and possibly Oregon and Washington. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. For, as a West Virginia fan, I hate that. For yeah. a big, If I'm a Big 12 fan, though, I love it. Because Colorado then would return back to the Big 12 because they, they were Big 8, then Big 12, and then during last realignment, they left and went to the Pac-12 because they got tired of Texas and Oklahoma running the show. Yeah. Mostly Texas, but Oklahoma was involved as well. Um, so Oregon and Washington would be great value and brand wise for the big 12. I just don't see that happening. And Oregon seems pleased to stay in the pac 12. They're just more nervous about being left behind. Now, do I think they get left behind? I don't think Phil Knight lets that happen. No, I don't I think Nike le- lets that happen because Nike can just say what now would this happen? I don't know, but Phil Knight can say, Hey, we're not going to supply any teams with Nike. Now, that opens up for things like Under Armour and Adidas, Adidas yeah. to now go, okay, well, we're going to bring in uniform things. Who knows? But there's that. Speaking of the ACC and that TV deal, um, by it opening up, there could be there could be um, openings for teams to jump. Now, supposedly, what's being rumored, who knows if this is true or, if this is true or not, Four teams from the ACC have currently expressed interest in joining the SEC. This is rumored, nothing true. Like I said, just all rumors. Clemson, UNC, Florida State, and UVA have been rumored talking with the SEC. I don't have a problem with any of those except for UVA. Nothing against UVA, but that UVA is what makes it seem unlikely. So um, that's not what I heard. What I heard was uh, FSU 
Miami, mm-hmm. and UVA. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I, I have, uh, from what I've heard, is Miami is not Miami once would probably be a fit in the SEC. And I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. But from what I've heard, is Florida State and Florida don't want anything to do with Miami because of Mario Cristobal and the recruiting hot trail that they're on. If they, yeah. if Miami has that SEC logo next to their name, then. Who, want, who wouldn't want to go play in South Florida in December? It doesn't exactly. get below 80 degrees yeah, out there. It in would the, be amazing. Yeah, exactly. And it's not only that. Mario Cristobal is a Miami guy. Like, yeah. that's, you know, he was born and raised in Miami. He pulled for Miami. Miami is his team. Well, so on Dan Patrick, he said Miami FSU and then his, uh, and UVA, mm-hmm. and then his uh, dark horse team was Clemson. Clemson to the SEC doesn't make as much sense to me as I think it makes sense to everyone else. Interesting. Because Clemson, in years past, not not necessarily the past year, but Clemson in years past has been the ACC powerhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I feel like you can't argue that. No. Um, if the ACC lets Clemson walk and go to the SEC, that would be, the, I, to, in my mind, that would be the equivalent of the SEC letting Alabama walk mm-hmm. and joining somewhere else. Or the Big Ten letting Michigan or Ohio State walk. Yeah. So I don't see Clemson to the SEC. I could for sure see the U or FSU, one of the other mm-hmm. big brands. Yeah. Um, but again, that all depends on the personal politics with Florida because um, they're definitely not making it easy on anyone, well, especially in the Sunshine State. Yeah, exactly. And But with. Uh, with Clemson too, you got to think about this. Politically, South Carolina and Clemson do not agree. They don't like the university. Both the universities don't like each other. So how do you deal with that in a conference within its own? Um, It'd be a heck of a rivalry. It, it would be a, a heck of a rivalry. It already is, yeah. you know, because um, it and, just sucks. It only happens every three years. Exactly, exactly. And that's and that's another thing with conference realignment is we lose a lot of the rivalries. Why yeah. do the rivalries have to die? Like it's ridiculous that it takes every three years for Clemson and Florida State, or I'm sorry, Clemson and South Carolina to play, and then for you know. Like BYU and Utah State have disbanded their rivalry. They're not going to play anymore. That was a yeah. big Mountain West yeah. rivalry out there. Um, Pitt I, and West Virginia. This is the first time in 11 years that they've played each other. And for West Virginia and Virginia Tech as well, uh, they didn't play each other until 2017. And the last time they played each other before then was 2005. And then you, and then 2017 to 2021, you take a break. And then this year, we don't know how long after this, but this will be the last time that West Virginia and Virginia Tech play for the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, and it's, so much of it boils down to classic rivalries from the old school, like uh, FBS system. Mm-hmm. And this is the you mean like the BCS and the yeah, AP, yeah, AP yeah. poll system? Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and thank you for the catch. There, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, still trying to wrap my head around it. Three years later, I know. Or sorry, longer than that. Oh, the F- yeah. yeah, it's been yeah, it's since been almost ten years later. Jesus. Cause yeah, 2012 or uh, 2014. 2014 for Ohio State, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of the old school classic rivalries are being lost now mm-hmm. just because of crappy TV deals yeah. and personal politics. And I hate that as a college football fan. Like, I, I want to see Michigan State and Ohio State duke it out with a chance to play Michigan in the bowl game because, one, there's personal conflict there. There's great storylines going through it. Two, 
you've got the old school history between the all three programs and three that to me that raises the stakes a little bit because it's like oh do you want to beat no name team joe blow for the national championship or do you want to beat a heated rival like lsu and alabama Mm -hmm. which granted lsu and alabama in a national championship game isn't necessarily the the best course of action um but (laughs) coming from the lsu fan yeah um didn't get past the 50 yard line anyway um (laughs) it's uh it's definitely i feel like we lose so much of that and it there's no repair for those old school rivals like you can say oh well this coach has beef with this coach like it, it's not the same, yeah. Especially if you're estab- or trying to establish new rivalries. Like you go back to the '80s and '90s between LSU and Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you had the barn burner game, instant classic. LSU won 35-28, mm-hmm. uh, while literally a literal building was burning down in the background. <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. You have the story of Auburn coming out at halftime smoking cigars on the 50-yard line of Alabama's half or. Uh, on Alabama's side and stomping on their logo, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that no. nowadays. Well, and it's because they're so separate. Now, you're going to get the Iron Bowl. I think that's yeah, still going to exactly. happen. But like for the- you're you're going to have some old-school rivalry games, mm-hmm. but establishing those new rivalries, especially with the new conference realignment, you're not going to have those classic moments. Well, that and that's the thing, too. I saw something that a w, another a fellow West Virginia fan had put out on Reddit, and they said, let me – one line – uh, they had done this whole thing where they explained why West why West Virginia fans are unhappy in the Big Twelve. Not that we're ungrateful; it's we are unhappy. And here's why: we spent ten years in the league and made zero rivals. Now we don't like Texas, but that just put us along with everybody in the Big Twelve. Yeah, everyone hates Texas. Exactly. Other than that, maybe Kansas State. There's nothing that West Virginia get fans heated for. Now, Oklahoma and Texas always bring a lot of fans. Now, West Virginia brings a lot of fans regardless, but West Virginia, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma, when they come to town, that brings a lot of fans because those are the two top dogs, supposed two top dogs. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma competition-wise, but Texas brand-wise. Yeah. And so those Horns down, by the way. We've said Texas a few (laughs) times now. Absolutely. Horns down. Um, But that's the thing. It's like, We've been in here 10 years and made zero rivalries. Now, to me as a West Virginia fan, I never got – I did get to see conference games between Pitt and West Virginia, but I was very little. I don't remember them. I don't yeah. remember how heated it was. So this is going to be the first time I remember this game. And it's like Virginia Tech and Pitt are, are somewhat uh, – they're strangers in a yeah. way. They're strangers to the fact that they're – we haven't played them in so long that there's no there's animosity between the fan bases, but there's no animosity between the players. Yeah. Now Neil Brown is working to fix that in the WVU locker room of like, hey, there is much animosity between, and there's several. It's nice to know too because we have several West Virginia guys who grew up in the state yeah. and now play for WVU. They understand the importance because they grew up watching this rival, um, so they've also helped out with that. But I think that's important for us to do to know as college football fans right now. I don't think this conference realignment is being driven by conferences, oddly enough. It's by um, the TV execs and the TV companies having a giant Johnson measuring contest 
And oh, I've got the SEC. Oh yeah, well I've got the ACC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve. Yeah, I've got UC, USC yeah. and UCLA in the Big Ten. How'd you swing that one, ESPN? You yeah, know? and it's Fox and ESPN going at each other. I mean, realistic. And I apologize here, but it's BS. No, it is. Like yeah. it's it's utter BS on uh, any of the multimedia organizations that are driving college football. Like it's, yeah. we're seeing more and more of the money. Excuse me. Now than we ever have before. And it's it sucks, yeah. Because we're the fans are losing out on what they actually want to see, and it's being replaced by corporations uh, waving their Johnsons around. Exactly, like you said, yeah. So that's you know I think as college football fans you should realize that don't be mad at Greg Sankey or Kevin Warren or George Klyovkov or absolutely now, or not. for now for the Big yeah. Twelve uh, Bob Bowlesby soon to yeah. be Brett Yormark. Um, and Jim Phillips for the ACC. Now, you can be irritated with them because they, they definitely have a hand in this. They and, basically rolled over. Yeah, and, and I think SEC is very pre- has a very predatory nature with ESPN. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> but it's it's the truth. It is. Yeah, they're, they're very predatory in that nature, which is fine if you want that best competition. But yeah. I think, too, you also have to realize ESPN and Fox may be smarter than what, they, than what we think because if they dominate – the college football landscape, and it's just the SEC versus Big Ten, who's going to watch? They're going to lose more money in that long term rather than if they let the Power Five and the Group of Five also be part of the part of the uh, picture. Yeah. So there's that. But <clears throat> more, you know, enough of the TV execs and uh, and what goes on there. But you know, yeah, we're not we're not trying to get political. <laughs> <laughs> but with but with Notre Dame. You know where where do they go? Do they they supposedly have turned down money from the Big Ten? Um, have said no, we don't. We're not we're not joining the Big Ten. Even though. all right to me, Notre Dame and the Big Ten makes the most sense. Absolutely, because the Big Ten you have granted SEC, Big Twelve. Well, not necessarily Big Twelve, but um, like SEC, uh, Pac twelve, uh, Big Ten. Those names bring back memories of historically dominant football programs. Notre Dame to the Big Ten, to me, that checks out. Notre Dame to the ACC, uh, it's it's a weird fit because Notre Dame is always a hard-nosed football program regardless of who their quarterback is. And the ACC is so much on the cutting edge of trying to figure out how the best way to advance the ball is down the field, that I think Notre Dame would stick out like a sore thumb in the ACC. And I, think, I feel like it could go either way. They could either be really dominant, really tough, or they just fall behind the pack and then immediately regret their decision and buy for independence again. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I think I would love to see Notre Dame join the ACC because that then opens a door for West Virginia to join the ACC. Yeah. This, for me, is all about West Virginia. Screw Notre Dame. I don't care what you do. Um, and be independent all I want. But I do think it's kind of ridiculous that one school holds a lot of power with it or seems to hold a lot of power in this. Um, they don't hold all the cards. They hold most of the cards. You know, and I'm ir- and I was irritated with Notre Dame. Like, just join a conference. But on the same end, I, what have we just raved about? The tradition that was losing in college football. Well, what's Notre Dame's tradition? Being an independent, going and yeah. play USC, going and playing Stanford and Navy, you know, as, as yeah. rivals, as and running an independent schedule. 
um, I heard somebody say this the other day on Sikkim 365 and 365 Sports. Uh, they said Notre Dame was part of a conference, the biggest conference there was back in the in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the independents, yeah. because there was a ton, a ton of schools that were independent before they joined conferences. West Virginia was one of those places. West Virginia and Notre Dame, when they met in the national championship game in 1988, they were both independents. West Virginia was not part of a conference and didn't join a conference until 1990. Um, <clears throat> so Notre Dame kind of knows what it's like being in a conference. They just never played for a conference championship until 2020 when they had to get play an ACC schedule and they got to go play in the conference championship game then. So there's that, but... Like you said, I do think the Notre Dame may stick that Notre Dame may stick out in the ACC, but maybe not so much. They brought in a lot of money for the twenty twenty uh, for the ACC in twenty twenty, so I I would love to see them go into the ACC, but then that ruins their tradition as well. I don't know. I it, both of us growing up in the South, we were raised to hate Notre Dame just yeah. because. Oh yeah, they were Notre Dame. Yeah, you know they're a bunch of preppy catholic kids exactly. who think they're better than everybody exactly now they actually may be the savior of college football who knows yeah. it's it's who hard knows? to pin down it is hard to pin down what i am curious about is with usc and going to um with usc going is that robbery game still going to be catholics and cons i think Are, so it's going to be – I think it's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how their new location is going to impact. Because, um, I mean, USC Notre Dame is one of my favorite games to watch mm-hmm. all year long. Um, just because they always play hard. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how the schedule kind of shakes out, especially in 2024, 2025, when a lot of the rumored stuff that we're talking about now is going to actually be happening. So we'll we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, um, but uh, another another rumor that has come out as well is that the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve may have a merger. Um, again, I'm not as a West Virginia fan. I'm not in favor of this. But if you're a Big Twelve fan, you should be. Exactly. I mean, I think it makes sense. I think it does too. But but again. I don't like it as a West Virginia fan. No. If I'm the, if I'm West Virginia, I need if I'm West Virginia, Cincinnati and UCF. Now maybe Cincinnati and UCF are not in a place to make demands to, to the Big Twelve, but I think West Virginia is to say, hey, look, our travel it hurts. Yeah. Whether you think it doesn't or not, it does play some effect on this. Um, you you good? So breaking news. Uh, from out of LSU, uh, Jalen Brown, uh-huh. four-star wide receiver out of Oklahoma, uh, officially commits to LSU. Oh, cool. Well, we're going to talk about that more on recruiting when oh, we no. get there. Oh, I, no. I fully know, but it just came across. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, but, you know, as a West Virginia fan, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like being in this position of – Hey, it's okay. We've stretched coast to coast. We have three East Coast schools. Well, I don't. There needs to be more than three East. Coast. If you're going to yeah. merge the Pac-12, then you need to do something with the ACC or try to grab some sort of Eastern teams. Exactly. For goodness sake, you know, like just figure it out. Um, there, there's another thing that I, I looked up to. Um, uh, if you, I don't know if you've 
heard of this guy, but his name is Tony Altimore. I encourage any of our listeners to go check him out. Tony Altimore, he is Tony's a big time USC fan. He graduated from USC, I do believe, uh, and he does phenomenal, phenomenal re- realignment work and how schools fit together. And one thing he constantly brings up is. University presidents and chancellors play a major role in conference realignment because you have to remember these schools that are going to changing conferences, they're still schools. Their primary purpose is to is for higher education and to educate their students that are coming through uh, their campus and through their classroom doors. That's their primary goal. The athletics is just kind of a minor side to that. So that's one thing you have to remember is do the schools fit really well and that's like the AAU status with um, the Big Ten now Nebraska lost their AAU stat. they they mm-hmm. gave up their AAU status as long as um, so did Iowa State yeah. um, that was by choice but Nebraska still in the Big Ten so there's a lot of there's a lot more than just I think TV execs but it's also like university presidents and chancellors also play another major role in this athletics do as well because we're seeing that right now but University presidents and chancellors do as well. You, you, oh, yeah. UCLA and USC are also very, very good schools uh, academically. They're, they're great schools. Um, so uh, along with a lot of the Big Ten schools, they're also really great academic schools. Um, but check out you know, Tony Altimore. I forget what his – Speaking on Tony Altimore for a uh-huh. second, if you're going to watch any of his videos – um, I watched the history of conference realignment. Oh he yes, a that's series a, yes, that's a good one. On. That's a good one. Um, highly recommend it. He goes in depth on. I think he goes back to like 1970 ish, somewhere like that. in there, yeah. mm-hmm. and goes until current day. Yeah. Uh, on it and goes in depth in detail on yes. all the issues that they've had mm-hmm. and how to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. So, highly recommend that video series. Um, anything that like Coos's Corner puts out yes. uh, with Tony Altimore on it, mm-hmm. um, Sikkim three sixty five yeah, and three sixty five. Uh, Tony Altimore Sports. Yeah, Tony Altimore is a uh, a big a, a big friend of that show. Voice of College Football with Mark Rogers is another great great one to listen to. Kind of these are smaller channels, but they put out fairly decent content. Um, another thing for West Virginia too is like, and I, I know I'm going to harp on this. Um, because I'm more in the West Virginia's more in the hot seat than LSU is. LSU's fine; they don't have to worry. We're about good. Rain. We're yeah. in the SEC. <laughs> you're, you're fine. But a few things to reconsider is West Virginia ranks 30th in the nation for largest fan base in the in, in the nation in the nation 30th largest fan base. Um, and this is all Tony Altimore's uh, stats and t- statistics that he's got. Um, it we fit virtually in any conference. Other than the Big Ten, the Big Ten is the only conference we don't fit into, um, and that's I think that's primarily because of our academics. West Virginia is not bad academically. We have a great graduation rate. Y'all have gotten better. Gotten better, but our our issue is we have a massive acceptance rate. We, we just let anybody in, and that's because WU's like mission is to really educate and help bring West Virginia out of the state that it's been in for such a long time, and that's just the hard. The, the the low income the poverty in the southern part of the state and it's that West Virginia's mission is to help build the state back up so that's why academics don't look great but they're better and that's just because there's a mission yeah and it's a very noble mission in yeah, my you're, opinion you're less snooty yes we're less than, snooty and yeah. I, I hate to say it like that but I mean it's the truth you're less snooty than teams like our programs UVA. like UVA, USC, UCLA, yeah. Notre Dame, you're actively trying to help your community, not trying to 
bring in kids from South Florida to you exactly. know, basically be ringers. Exactly. Which, granted, you're, you're still going to have those kids you're from gonna, South Florida, yeah. but, like, come on. Exactly. Um, um, speaking on popular popularity on programs, mm-hmm. uh, found a great list based on uh, active, like estimated fans. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Volunteers, number 16. I don't know. Makes about sense. That. Well, Neyland Stadium is yeah. also a hundred thousand capacity. Yeah. Stadium, so, so I feel like that makes sense. A lot of those are probably from the nineties as well. OSU, uh-huh. Ohio State. Yeah. Number one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I maybe Notre Dame's number two. So makes yeah. sense, but like, yeah. Sorry. Off no, you're topic. fine. You're fine. Um, which is really weird because I know only one Notre Dame fan. Only met actually like one legit Notre Dame fan in my life. Other than that, I've never met any other Notre Dame. I feel like Notre Dame is just kind of everyone's second team. Maybe I like guess. especially if you're from uh, the Northeast or anything like that, mm, or the Midwest. Or Midwest, yeah. I feel like especially around because there's a lot of Notre Dame fans in Boston, which I don't understand. The Catholics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's the Catholic thing as well. But Um, anyway. Anyways, uh, no, you're fine. Um, But WU also has great leadership as well. Uh, They have the elder statesman when it comes to university presidents Mm -hmm. and E. Gordon Gee. Um, He's been at Vanderbilt. He's been at Ohio State, which is another thing. Vanderbilt is a great academic school. (laughs) However, we don't (laughs) talk about suck. (laughs) They suck in literally anything but baseball. baseball. Yeah, they, it's it's awful. Except for when James Franklin was there. James yeah. Franklin had a had a pair of nine uh, nine and four seasons when he was at Vanderbilt. And then they fired him three years later. No, he left and went to Penn State. I thought they fired him. No, he left and went to Penn State. That's why they <laughs> they've gotcha. been terrible. Yeah, okay. um, <clears throat> but the E. Gordon Gee, the elder statesman, everybody loves and respects E. Gordon Gee. Um, w the athletic director Shane Lyons was an associate uh, conference commissioner for the ACC when West Virginia was first looking at the ACC. Mm-hmm. So also massively well-respected. And he was also considered uh, for the Big 12 commissioner job as well. Yeah. Um, he probably so that, should have gotten it with his pedigree. Well, Which, granted, he's a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's that, also a very tall. Man. Yeah. Like, he's pushing seven foot, I think, close to it. <laughs> like he's, Which is fine. I think he's like six seven, six eight, something like Jesus. that. Jesus. Yeah. Very large, very yeah. tall, man. But uh, I, here's the thing. West Virginia is in great leadership. Does it make me nervous as a fan? Yes, because I know what our outside perception yeah. is when it comes to fan bases. Now, I'm not looking within university presidents and athletic directors. It's very different than looking at the media because the media goes along with what fans want to hear. Um, but another thing with Tony Altamore. Tony Altamore, straight from his mouth, he believes that this is the year for West Virginia. West Virginia gets it gets its act together and really starts winning again like we did back in the Big East days. So here's the thing with West Virginia winning again. Does Do you think that that would push you over the edge to get into the ACC without Notre Dame? If we if we win a national championship, yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, the only, you, that's the yeah. only way, I think. If we win a national championship, yes. Yes. Conference championship, it, it's got to be a package deal. It's yeah. got to be a package deal. Um so yeah, I I think so. Um. Well, and it, it, I think it makes sense from a business perspective to try and get the reigning national champion onto your conference, yeah. regardless if Notre Dame's there or not. Yeah. But 
what are the odds of West Virginia actually winning the national championship this year? Like I odds? hate, yeah. I no, hate no, saying I'm, that. And, and no, same I'm, same thing for me. No. It's like what are the odds it's of LSU, LSU winning yeah, the national no, championship? Because it's a very select few. Now you yeah. have better odds than I do, just because you're LSU. You're more of a blue blood program. Well, You've been there, done that. It's also it's it's truly not a dig on any of the programs. No, 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 like, no. It's with a, programs like Alabama. Yes, it's very much a have and have not. Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. It's just. It's no, a nightmare. I get it because it's like even teams like Oklahoma State, which is a great. Yeah. They're they're oh, a good football. They're probably one of the best programs. Exactly. In the nation. But USC has a better chance than Oklahoma State because yep. of brand value and yep. brand name. Um, Texas, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. But that and I mean that, that ties into more of the recruiting aspect of it for sure. Exactly, and that doesn't mean that hey. West Virginia will never win a national championship. No, no. I think they have the capability to because they've been there before and they've yeah. done that. Um, I don't think their conference schedule helps with that. No, I agree with you. But but I think it is possible. So that's that's a little rant. Uh, another little rant and um, some developments that came up. Uh, this one's kind of late. This one really died down. But Oklahoma State, impossible discussion with the SEC. Which made sense. If you're going to go out and get Oklahoma, why not get Oklahoma State? Yeah, Oklahoma keep State's, that rivalry together. Yeah, but um, I don't think I don't I don't know how real that is. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if you're Oklahoma State and the SEC comes a calling, why not? Yeah. If I'm West Virginia and the SEC comes a calling, why not? Yeah, you're not going to turn down that kind of opportunity. No, no. And at that point, it's it's more about the money and just the fact that hey, if I have the SEC logo on my field, I get better recruiting and I have more of a shot to get at the national championship. Plus, you're probably going to end up with a bigger budget. Exactly, a hundred yeah. million dollars a piece for, yeah. for 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 a school. Oh yeah. So there's that. Um, and then this one really <laughs> let me tell you if this I know happens which one you're getting to. if this happens I will be livid SMU is reportedly in talks with the ACC if SMU mm. Southern Methodist University if the Mustangs get into the ACC before West Virginia ever sniffs it I will be livid because From Dallas, Texas. Because, and they say it's all about the football market. They have the Fort Worth, Dallas football market. No. They got, they got it as much as TCU does. No. Yeah. The, only pers- the only team that runs that market during football season is the Cowboys. Yeah. That's the only market. TCU and SMU do not run no, that market. Absolutely That's not. the same way with Houston. Houston they does not run that market. They might have ran it back in the 80s and 90s, but when they were, that was the yeah, 80s and 90s. 90s. That's not – that's – <coughs> they have not been relevant since that death penalty. The death penalty. Yeah, yeah. SMU would be a power five program if not for that death oh, penalty. And I, I, we basically devoted a whole episode to this last yeah. year. Um, I, I'm in complete and total agreement with you. Exactly. But that was just a little tidbit. Now for something that I really want to do. Now for something <laughs> completely and totally different. Well, it's it goes along with college <laughs> football realignment. Um, Cole, I told you that you need to be working on this, and I hope you did. I did. Okay, cool. Um, we're kind of going to give our own little conference realignment um, things. We have our own conference realignment things that we've done up. Um, so who do you want to go first? Um, do you want to start it out and... I can go through it, or I can start it out. And how how in depth do you want to go? I, that's I that's went, my question. For I, you. Went, I know you went crazy. I went crazy. Uh, um, I'll go first. Okay. So just just a preference on what I what I have here. There's no longer going to be group of five and power five conferences. It's all the same 
TV revenue wise and how much you make a year. Obviously, comp there's there's never actual parity in college football because you're still going to have your big programs who have history and are super historic. If you wanted parity, then you should have been good in the 1920s. Okay, <laughs> um, that's that's how that would have gone. You should have done things right early than later on. Um, but here, but so there's there's no group of five and there's no power five. Obviously, though. If we were to make the switch tomorrow, there's still going to be that massive, um, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, competition gap. There's mm-hmm. still going to be that massive gap. So, for that sake, there are some teams that got moved, quote-unquote, down because of their competition. Um, however, I've also included rivalries and geography in this. Okay. Um, so, if some teams don't match and they're like, that's weird, it's just because, like... Uh, majority of their rivalries were in another conference, and they got placed there. Or they didn't get placed with any of their rivalries. They got pl- any. They didn't get. They did not get placed with any of their rivals, but they got placed in a conference that's geographically. That they got. That makes more sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, for starters, here are some teams I moved down to the FCS because they need to go to the FCS. UConn. I agree. UMass. Yep. Um, they both went to the Patriot League. New Mexico State. New Mexico, UNLV, and San Jose State all went to the Big Sky. So the only one that I think we changed on, I also had Vandy going down. So, and okay, so you're getting to. I'm getting that. So schools that almost went FCS that I really wanted to put FCS, but couldn't because either for numbers or geography wise. Okay. Kansas, Kansas absolutely needs, should be. needs to be FCS, and they would go to the Missouri Valley is okay. where I would want them. But because of geography, because, because of their rivalries, it just and, and because of their Ultimately, basketball. Also because of their revenue. Yeah. Like looking at it, they have... Which is weird, but that yeah. all comes from basketball, though. Yeah. Comes, all comes from basketball. They, looking at their attendance from last year, Kansas was actually, I think they finished up like uh, 34th, 35th total attendance across the season they 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 did good lance leopold is really yeah. building something there kansas for they're going to be special in a couple years they're not but they're yeah. not there yet yeah um vanderbilt was another one this mm-hmm. is purely geography and rivalry based because they have that big rivalry with tennessee um had they went to fcs i would have put them in the socon yeah um, I, I just feel like the socon makes the most sense for them exactly um and they don't get great attention you know yeah. Rutgers was also another one. I really, I you didn't move Rutgers down. No, but I wanted to. I okay. really wanted to, but because so, excuse me, but because of purely numbers and geography, I moved them down, or I kept them where they were at. Um, so here we go. So, do you want me to go east from west or west to east? Uh, surprise me. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> Screw it. I'll go east to west. Starting with the ACC, of course. You have West Virginia, mm-hmm. Penn State, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Duke, North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, UCF, and Miami. Okay. That's the ACC. Moving to the Big East. The Big East then uh, replaces the American Conference. There's a whole situation I had on this. Um, I pretty much fixed all the NCAA in like a dream 
scenario, whatever. The Big East makes a deal with the uh, with the American, where they remain a powerhouse in basketball, but then they also become a football presence, and they have a football team and a they have a football uh, conference, and those football members are American members for basketball. Okay, I know that's confusing, but starting with the Big East, you have Boston College, Syracuse, Buffalo, Army, Rutgers, Temple. Maryland, Navy, JMU, Marshall, Liberty, and Old Dominion. Okay. Those are all Big East. So I have a few problems with the Big East versus, and I, I know. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Liberty. That's, Liberty? That's my main issue. Where, where would you want Liberty? I would stick Liberty, honestly, I would stick them in the ACC. See, I, I did that, and I also – so this is also going to be a fun fact, too. I ran a simulator for some of these teams on how they would do in these bigger conferences. Of course conferences, you did. On the bigger conferences. <laughs> I went deep with this, okay? Um, Liberty almost didn't go bowl eligible in the ACC, which I was very surprised about from this twenty from their 2021 team. Really? Yeah, from the simulator, what the simulator told me. So for that reason, I put Liberty in the Big East. Um and they can make rivalries with Marshall. They already have a rivalry with Old Dominion. They'll definitely make a rivalry with JMU. Um, it's all that. But the biggest thing that I love about the Big East is that they have the Army-Navy rivalry in there. And the Big East will make a lot of money off of that, I think. Yeah, I'm, I, I did essentially the same thing. Um, the only thing, I kept all of my military schools uh, independence. That's the one thing. I got I rid of all independence. Oh, man. I got rid of all independence. I kept military schools. I did sort Notre Dame. Gotcha. Okay. But okay. I kept all of my military schools independent. Cool. Um, moving to the Big Ten. Okay. We have Cincinnati, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, okay. Notre Dame, mm. Purdue, okay. Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota and Iowa. That's going to be a hard drive time for Northwestern. Like that's that's the only issue that I see on there. Otherwise, well, see Northwestern's. I mean, they're closer to Notre Dame than Iowa or Minnesota are or Wisconsin. Yeah, they're they're right there. Um, they also too had several ten win seasons within the past ten within yeah. the past I mean, uh, ten years. First ever year of the uh, current national championship setup. They made it to the Final Four. Yeah. Like, they're, they are a competitive football player. I'm curious where you're going to put Minnesota. Um, I put Minnesota in the Big Ten. Oh, you put them in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Purdue, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Gotcha. I just didn't hear it. Yeah. Right. Um, to the MAC, we have – it pretty much stays the same, but you have Ohio, Akron, Kent State, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan – Bowling Green, Ball State, Miami, Ohio, Western Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, and Northern Illinois. Hmm. Put all of those in there. Okay. Um, this is based strictly off of college football. Okay. Um, basketball didn't really play a whole lot into this. So that's the MAC. The Sun Belt, you've got East Carolina, Vanderbilt, Middle Tennessee, UNC Charlotte, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, USF, FAU, FIU, Troy, Jacksonville State, and UAB. See, okay, this is where we're starting to get a little different because I I also had uh, UAB 
join the Sun Belt. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're we have a few we have a few differences. You're right. not gonna like the SEC, I don't think. I, I can fully There's gonna be a lot of people who don't like the SEC. But here we go. This is the SEC. And remember, the two teams or the three teams, you're really gonna be like, why? I did run a uh You ran a simulator. I ran a simulator okay. and they went nine and three and eleven to two. Okay. All right, starting off, you have Louisville, Kentucky, mm. Appalachian State, Tennessee, Memphis, Coastal Carolina, Georgia, Florida State. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Florida, Auburn, Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and LSU. Okay, thank God. Let me tell you. Coastal Carolina went eleven and two and made it to the SEC championship game. No way! In that in no way because they played. Uh, what was the who was it that I replaced them with? Was it Vanderbilt? Yeah, that would have been. It, it it would have been either Vanderbilt or oh, um Mizzou. or Mizzou or no no I'm sorry uh, it was South Carolina schedule that I played for this upcoming season God, that I placed okay. them in and they went eleven and one and lost in the SEC championship game. Who um, won the SEC? I did, well, I didn't. I didn't run the. It was it, that was my prediction. It was just a, a week by week thing. I couldn't play them in an actual championship game. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, App State went nine and three. That's surprising. Um, Not really. I mean, they were they were pretty good yeah, last year. Yeah, they're very. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, so yeah, App State and Coastal Carolina really surprised me. But for the SEC, you get the Florida Florida State rivalry yeah. in a trade off with losing South Carolina and the ACC gets a Clemson South Carolina. However, you still ro- you still ruled the Southeast because you still have North Carolina and and South Carolina in those um, in your geography. I moved South Carolina to the ACC too. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So, that's what I have um, for the SEC. Now, we're going to go to the Gulf Coast Conference, which is a rebrand of Conference USA. Okay. The Gulf Coast the Gulf Coast Conference has Tulane, Southern Miss, Jackson State, Deion Sanders, um, that team, UL Monroe, Louisiana Tech, Arkansas State, Tulsa, North Texas, Sam Houston State, Rice, UTSA, and UTEP. I'll go to the Gulf Coast Conference. That makes sense. They're all at the Gulf. (laughs) Yeah. Except for they all all – those states touch the Gulf, except for Oklahoma and Arkansas. Yeah, but even then, that's not that much of a drive. Yeah, they're all they're all there. Um, okay, the Big Twelve. I originally had this branded as the Southwest Conference and had sixteen teams in here. I did. I then bumped it down to twelve and had them still remain as the Big Twelve. You have Mizzou, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. TCU, SMU, Baylor, Texas A&M, Texas, Louisiana, and Houston. So very much Southwest Conference feel. Mm-hmm. You just add in Missouri and um, the Oklahoma schools in, okay. Louisiana, in, in Louisiana. Louisiana Lafayette, yeah. the Raging Cajuns. You got to. Um, Raging. Raging. Um, so that's the Big 12. To the Mountain West, this – the Mountain West was difficult because everything is so spread out in the West. So spread out. 
Um, and I and one thing I think you'll notice too in this conference realignment is the fact that I if you were named the Big Ten, you had ten teams. If you yeah. were the Big Twelve, you had twelve teams. That's how I did it on mine too. Yes, because it's ridiculous that you have a number for your conference. Like the Big Twelve right now has ten teams. They'll eventually have fourteen, and then they'll eventually be back to twelve, which is nice. That's fine. But if you're going to name yourself the Big 12, then have 12 teams. If you're going to name yourself the Big 10, have 10 teams. If you're going to name yourself the Pac-12, have 12 teams, etc. For the Mountain West, this was a little bit easier but a little bit more difficult. I don't know how this will go over. but And I also try to keep them within the same time zone as, as well. The Mountain West was difficult because it stretches across two different time zones. So for the Mountain West, you have Iowa State, Nebraska, okay. Kansas State, Kansas, Wyoming, Colorado State, Colorado, Air Force, Utah State, Utah, BYU, Boise State, Arizona, Arizona State. Okay. I can see that. Um, so, yeah, and it kind of really also rids – it was difficult more in the East Coast to have that separation between – or have that um, loss of separation between Group of Five and Power Five just because – of the schools, and that really boiled down to rivalries and who went where is why I placed those in different conferences. Okay. Um, for the West Coast schools, though, that was a little bit easier because they're so far, they're so spread apart, and it was easier to put them in. Um, so yeah, that's the Mountain West, um, and then finally we got the Pac-12 with Washington, Washington State, Oregon State, Oregon, Nevada, Cal, Stanford, Fresno State, USC. UCLA, San Diego State, and Hawaii. Okay. And that that's my conference really realignment. Oh, and I fixed the playoff. Little this is be a little special thing. I fixed the playoff. <laughs> um so how I fix the playoff is it's gonna be a sixteen a six not sixteen, whoo, a six team playoff um involving the bowl games. Conference champions will meet in each New Year's six bowl minus the Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl will remain for the two best runner-up teams. Um, and how you get the two best conference um, conference commissioners have to vote on the two best teams along with the NCAA president um, who will vote on those teams. Regardless, Fiesta Bowl for the best overall runner-ups. Um, to win, um, to get to even make it to the playoff, you have to win your bowl game. So you have to win a New Year's Six Bowl via the Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, um, Rose Bowl. Am I missing one? Sugar Bowl. Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl. Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl. And Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. Yep. Fiesta Bowl. Okay, so you're I'm changing missing. the big four into the big six. I, no, I need I need, I need uh, – what's the six – New Year's Six New Year's Six Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl, Peach Bowl. That's the one. Peach Bowl. That is. So it's Sugar Bowl, Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. You have to win those, and the six winners from those will then meet up into the into the playoff. Um, the top three seeds in the playoff for the for, for the quarterfinals will get home field advantage. Top two seeds for the semifinals will get home field advantage, and then the championship game gets played at a neutral site, and then it's done. Hopefully, you're done by like the third week in January. 
Um, I would love it for it to be done by January 1st, but I don't think that's going to happen. You can't, Probably not. You, you no. can't fit that much in. And because they're New Year's Six Bowls, the Rose Bowl has to be played on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, it should be. It anyway. should be because that's tradition, and yeah. that's what we're really going for. So that's my conference realignment. It's your turn now. <laughs> um, so I just did Power Five. Okay. That's the one thing. So you still you still have Power Five and Group of Five. Yes. Cool. I don't have any kind of big merger happening or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, starting with the Big Ten. Okay. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota, Penn State, and you're going to hate me, Pitt. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Very. Hmm. I feel like that makes the most sense. If you're going to keep Penn State in there, why not throw Pitt in there regardless? Exactly. As much as I want West Virginia and Pitt in the same conference, yeah, I, it still makes sense. I tried to maintain as many schools as possible while also maintaining a reasonable drive time. And stadium attendance as well. So you're not going to see Vandy on this list at all. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, SEC. This is where things start to pick up. I only have 10. 10 teams from the SEC? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Alabama, Mm -hmm. Georgia, Auburn, LSU, Florida, FSU, Ole Miss, Texas, I know, horns down, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Hmm. I mean, that's that's a little southwest. You mean you're well, in the freaking I mean, in the, in the I S- mean, Where's I mean, Tennessee? Wait, wait, wait. Tennessee's not in there. Um. Anyway, moving mm. on to the ACC. <laughs> oh, this is oh, this is going to be interesting. This is yeah. going to be. And Kentucky wasn't in there either. No, Kentucky wasn't in there. Hmm. ACC. South Carolina, okay, Clemson, Duke, UNC, West Virginia, Louisville, Tennessee, Kentucky, Notre Dame, UVA, Virginia Tech. So you put Notre Dame in the ACC. I did. Interesting. See, and here's the thing. I don't hate the Kentucky and Tennessee thing because Tennessee is two hours from Blacksburg. To me, Knoxville that, is anyways. Yeah, to me, that makes sense. Putting Tennessee in the ACC because I feel like Tennessee has a fair sh- – granted, I didn't run any kind of fancy-dancy simulations. Sim- or, or rivalries. Or, or, or rivalries or – Anything like that. But for me, I'm mainly looking at drive time and attendance stats. I'm not factoring in. I'm trying to factor in as many old school rivalries as I can. Gotcha. Um, but so much of it for me is based truly on drive time and trying to maintain. Oregon threw me for a loop. I'm not even going to lie. Really? I had to put them in the Pac-12. Inter- well, yeah. I had to keep them in the Pac-12. Interesting. Um, I tried my hardest to make them work in the Big 12. And it just was not happening. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I would see. I would not have thought. I tried to keep things a lot of a lot of it just ge- uh, geographical. So, um, uh, sorry. Moving on. You're fine. Uh, Pac-12. I've got relatively the same. Um, the only big change for me 
uh, I'm adding in Boise State and Colorado State. Um, and Wait, say, say, say that's Big 12 or Pac-12? Pac-12. Pac-12, okay. Yeah, I'm adding in Colorado State and Boise State. Okay. Um, and then for the Big 12 for me, uh, I am also adding in... Let me see if I can find it. Uh, for the Big 12 for me, I'm adding in SMU and Tulane. Okay. Which, I to me, that makes sense. Um, Cincinnati still stays in the American, which I hate. But at the same time, I don't feel like the way I have it set up, I don't feel like they'd be a good fit in the Big 10. That's fair. That's and, fair. That I was, mean, the- I could see them going to the Big 12, but for me, Cincinnati fits better in the Big Ten the way I have it set up with the robberies. That's fair. I, I had yeah. Okay. So give me your Big Twelve then. Uh Big Twelve for me, I've got let me scroll. So also I I I was I did this a weird way. I had it set up with my notes oh, for fine. the episode. You're fine. Big twelve. Uh Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State. TCU, Texas Tech, Gotta scroll. I've got Georgia Tech, I know, I know, hear me out, Georgia Tech, Louisiana Lafayette, and Nichols State. Where's Texas A&M? Oh, and Texas A&M. Excuse I, me. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the last one on the list. Um, Nick, what is Nichols State? Where is Nichols State is in northern Louisiana. Uh-huh. Uh, last year they finished 10-1. and one, Or 11-1, uh, and one, excuse me. For FCS? Uh, for FCS. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But that's my big 12. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then where's Iowa State? Iowa, uh, Iowa State moved down to the Mountain West. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Pac-12. Give me your Pac-12. Pac-12. USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford, Oregon, Oregon State, um, Hawaii, mm-hmm. which I, I said earlier that yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Um, New Mexico, San Diego State, San Jose, really usual suspects mm-hmm, on Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I did, there's not really a whole lot you can do. Um, the main thing that I did was basically combine the Mountain West and the Pac-12. Gotcha. So, but yeah, for me, realignment was a little bit more straightforward than you made it, um, <laughs> just because I wanted to try and get it as good as I could mm-hmm. while trying to maintain classic rivalries like and trying to start seeds for a new one. Um, for me, I had Stanford and Oregon as my rivalry watch in Pac-12, uh, ACC, South Carolina, Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, on top of Duke, UNC, and UVA, VT. And West Virginia, VT. And West Virginia. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Way to make everything about yourself. I will. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's a tro- there's a trophy involved. I'm gonna count that as a big one. Uh, for SEC, I obviously you still have Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Florida and FSU were interesting, mm-hmm. and then Ole Miss, Oklahoma was my other one. Interesting. The only issue I have is moving Nickel State up, and to, I understand to pa- to a power conference 
rather than somebody like Jackson State or and Sam Houston State. I completely you know. totally understand. But I wanted to give it a little bit more variance, and I also wanted to rep Nickel State because I feel like they would be a great fit, especially with uh, the uh, spread system that they're running down there. Mm-hmm. I feel like that fits in with the Big 12 mentality. That's fair, yeah. Because they love to throw the ball. Um, they're not really a hard-nosed program, mm-hmm. and I feel like you're seeing a lot more of that in the Big 12 here lately. Okay. Yeah. No, I I like it. I um, I like it, and I dislike it in some parts, but I'm going to be honest. Like, I think it's better than what the mess we have going on right now. Now, do I – Anything's better than the mess we have now. Yeah, but I, w- I would say, though, I don't necessarily agree with the Georgia Tech part. I'll yeah, that's, it w- that was a little weird. Yeah. Um, but I promise I have justification for it. Okay. Well – well, I think that's going to wrap this up for realignment. Uh, um, before we strangle each other over our individual oh, realignments. Hey, I didn't miss anything with LSU. I made sure because I really wanted to put them in the Big 12. I really did. But every single one of the rival not a single one was in the Big 12. Every single one of the rivalries was in the SEC. And, of course, the biggest one is Alabama. Yeah. I would not – unless – if Alabama was the only rival, then I would not mind have putting them in the Big 12 yeah. – and that being out of conference game. Well, and that's why I wanted to put AC, uh, West Virginia in the ACC. It just makes more sense. Yes, like yes. that's where literally all of your historic rivalries are. And the way I have it, ACC, Big Ten, mm-hmm. play every other year. Exactly. And out of conference games. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah. No, I like that. But um, like I said, I think this is going to do it for realignment. We're going to bring you very soon a transfer portal and recruiting episode. Um, like real, real soon. I'm talking same day, same day. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, check us out here on Apple Podcasts if you're listening here. What's up? Um, you got Spotify, Google Podcasts. I think yep. we're gonna try to do something with the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and see if we can do get anything with that going. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. Like I said. Backyard Brawl. We talked about uniforms last year. West Virginia's got the best uniform, I think, starting out in the oh, league. Oh, no. Yes. Absolutely not. Yes. Oh, We're bringing gosh. back white and purple this year. Okay, but have you seen West Virginia's new uniforms yeah. with Backyard Brawl? <sighs> they were okay. They're they, not the no. end-all, be-all They were the end, They are the end-all, be-all. They are phenomenal. I'm going to tell you that right now. Absolutely terrific. So, But that's going to do it for me. I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor, And this has been part one of our summer special edition. Of the Panther Pod.